0: Welcome to episode 7 of the I Went Outside Today podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris.
1: I'm Cheryl. I'm Sydney.
0: Well, as we talked about Rip right before recording, let's uh, add up people's um, money collection spells. What are we up to now?
1: I found a bus ticket.
0: I am up to 45 cents worth of found change in the streets. I'll do the math at the end, but whatever extra I'm getting with the new job that I got, so... I think that's that's going to like put me a little bit ahead. Yeah,
2: Chris is definitely Stop. ahead. Stop picking up coins in the <laughs> street.
1: They're so filthy.
2: So I found $20 in the most bizarre set of circumstances ever possible. Uh, I went to go do grocery shopping and then bought way more groceries than I actually thought I could carry home because I usually walk to the grocery store and back. And on my way back while well, I'm, like, straining and, like, struggling to carry this load of groceries, I found $20 in the ground. And, like, I took a quicker route back than I normally would just because of how many groceries I was carrying.
1: And lo and behold, there it was.
0: Nice. So the route is finally kicking in.
2: Apparently.
1: Do you still feed the oil? Give it the oil? No. As a
2: matter of fact, I just got so frustrated with it that, like, I've been neglecting it
1: interesting i've been
2: treating it more like a house plant than a house pet and so (laughs) it seems like that better Hmm. i don't know
0: i guess it's kind of like it's like a because it said you had to like treat it like a child
2: yeah it's treated like a child or like a pet
0: and now that you're ignoring it's trying to get your attention
2: yes i guess so hey it's true
0: it's doing all the things that you've asked it to do
1: yeah maybe i'm gonna continue that
0: and what are your numbers up to?
1: I w- I'm serious. I found a bus ticket. That's it.
0: Just, okay, just the bus ticket. So that's about like $3?
1: Something, yeah. but So it was like a bus ticket that was like, you have to like stamp them if you go on the train. So there was only like 30 minutes left on it, but I just used it anyway to get all the way over here today. But other than that, like all my investments are like steady or like my crypto is a bit down. It's like...
2: So now I I want some context for something that you said in our group chat because I'm kind of curious. You said that you think the pendant is canceling out your other curse. So how did that come to be?
1: Because I keep not getting fired at work. Okay. So I feel like, and then the one day (laughs) that I didn't wear the pendant, I had extra bad luck where I would say lately my luck has been like neutral. Hmm. So I think that like, All the, if you weren't already cursed, then you would probably make some money. Even though I feel like you wouldn't make a lot because I chose the laziest one. So I feel like you get what you put into it. Like you cast a spell for 18 days and you got a job. And Cheryl gave her thing some oil and found like 20 bucks. I've done nothing except for like mostly not forget to wear this thing. Mostly. (laughs) But the days I didn't wear it, I had worse luck than the days that I do wear it. So my theory is that it's canceling out the bad luck from my other curse.
0: So do you think, like, I had found that <laughs> demon ritual for you where you could, um, like, gain Bune's favor through, like, candles and chanting? Oh, yeah,
1: I didn't even click on that link, bro. I was, like, 100% <laughs> not summoning demons in my apartment.
0: You, did, you didn't want to, like, click on Bunesuccess.com? I did not, but I thought that was
1: funny. <laughs> I was like, I loved that, Bune's success. Like, like, it's a freaking MLM or something. It probably
0: is. <laughs> Maybe two pendants.
1: But I don't know maybe the crystal is doing something what's the crystal curse for again uh so
2: all it was was it was a pair of earrings that I lost the other one to and I don't know why I held on to the single earring for that many years so we just pried the stone out of the single earring and glued it into your pendant
1: see like in the name of science we got to get one without a jewel we got to get different ones wear a whole bunch so more more tests are needed i think but in general my luck remains in neutral and i found a three dollar bus ticket today nice
2: now one thing of note which could be interesting the stone that's in there is the august first stone and august is coming up so will your luck improve Ooh, in august
1: maybe mm-hmm. or, like glow. or because they're from lost earrings if i lose my job in august i'm going to be mad so that's that's fair Fair. but i would say like that's my greatest source of luck so far mm. is not getting laid off okay or fired yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah <laughs> like round after round so maybe yep. in normal times we would all be millionaires but right now it's like the luck vibe is like hey you get to keep your fucking job yeah
0: just <laughs> keeping us like steady Correct.
1: steady yeah <laughs> we would be like fucked otherwise
0: <laughs> just order more pendants Hang them around your body. Do you remember the scene from like the Mummy
1: shirt. where, like, the original, the first Mummy, where the mummy's like coming and he whips out all those pendants? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's like my aspiration. Okay.
0: He, he likes starts like praying and like.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just kept his options so open. Yes. I'm I mean, gonna learn Hebrew we, real quick. We could do that
2: pretty easily. <laughs> we could just order you a bunch of other like types of prosperity making pendants Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's more than one online
0: i bet like on ebay someone's selling a grab bag of them
2: probably (laughs) uh the other thing i'm gonna make note of right now just because i can hear him and he's slightly distracting um our bird is making noises in the background so if you hear some strange like reading noises in the background or beeping
1: or whatever else it's probably the cockatiel Yep. he's just a part of the show you just have to deal with it
2: yeah Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If you don't like it, get out of here.
2: (laughs) I don't know how loud he's actually going to be when you start listening to the audio, but uh, hopefully not too loud.
1: He's also literally a dinosaur. Yes. Ridiculous. Yes. Birds are dinosaurs, you guys.
0: As uh, you've firmly confirmed in our creationist episode <laughs>
1: i've done a science course uh since then guys so i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> was not converted no she was not brainwashed
0: <laughs> how was it like talking to like mom that I- did you like talk to mom at all because she's yeah, also a talker oh
1: like a full, meltdown over it i was like oh my god not like a crying meltdown okay. like a me meltdown okay sorry i'm like very dramatic with words so That's it's fine yeah mm. no i wasn't crying but it was just sort of like similar to the podcast just like this disbelief and then the next day she was like oh you know what you would find interesting we could do like a mother-daughter science course but i think secretly she was like i gotta teach her in science so she doesn't get like sucked <laughs> in by a cult <laughs> But so, yeah, we're doing um, this thing on Coursera, I think, called Origins. And it started talking about the rock cycle. And I was like, I fucking knew that was a thing, but I couldn't, like, think of it in the moment. Right? Like, I, a lot of the stuff that guy was saying, I was like, okay, that's, like, a thing. I know it's, like, a thing, but I couldn't, like, figure out, like, the rest of it. So, yeah, basically the whole thing about rocks, why you can't find a geological column, I think he called it, with, like, every stage everywhere in the world is because the Earth was so volatile when it began that there was no rocks and then the oldest rocks are 3.5 billion yeah around like 3.5 billion give or take a couple billions mm-hmm. but like they're not even as old as the earth and then there's only two places in the whole world with them and then why there's not a ton is because rocks fucking change and melt and move and shit yeah when you're not looking things
0: Correct. are moving that's one data
1: it's literally like the toys from toy story basically
0: when you're not watching yeah they just
1: move and melt and turn into other rocks
0: that's the rock cycle
1: (laughs) so that's why you can't find any of them but yeah i think she was interested and she kind of wanted to go and i um like when i first did it i was like oh my god i want to send other people and like see what they would like think of it but then when i thought back i actually told this to mom i was like i wouldn't want to send you just on the basis that like not that she can't handle herself but i to me like the cringe factor was too much of sending her somewhere where like the second i walked in the door with my friend this guy told me that like societal laws were the only thing keeping him from being a rapist so that's not really somewhere you want to send your mother no <laughs> even if they're tough and smart and everything
0: just uh, buy her some pepper spray off of, like
1: <laughs> send her with like fucking bear spray so, um, I think, yeah, she would have had a, had a fun time debating the geology because she studied geology, but I don't... There's no need, or right? No. Like, you mm-hmm. don't need to send people no. there. No. She just, just um, wants to fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My friend that came wants to write a review, so I said she could use the the Lindsay Grube email because she doesn't want him knowing her name. That's fair. Oh, yeah. So, we might do that still. We haven't organized it yet, yeah. but she, I guess she had a moment sometime this week of she was like, I feel like I have to warn people. And I was <laughs> like, I feel like, well
0: the warnings are there yeah
1: they are they are a little bit but i was like also still not prepared like i didn't think it was going to be as crazy <laughs> as it was yes but yeah every every couple days i remember something new and then i like go google why it's not a thing so it's good yeah
2: yeah i'm happy to hear that you're recovering i'm glad, recovering glad i'm to learning to trust healing. again yeah good dickheads <laughs> <laughs> So I guess learning to trust is now getting set away into what our current episode is about. So we sent Sydney to a couple of relationship courses.
0: Mm-hmm. Online Zoom meeting relationship courses.
2: Yeah. So the first one that we did, we sent Sydney to by herself because Chris and I had already done this one. It's the attachment styles.
0: Yeah, The uh, attachment styles... Here's like the description from the uh, Zoom, for the Zoom meeting. Attachment style. Have you ever found yourself repeating the same unhealthy patterns in all your relationships, each time hoping for different results? When it comes to relationships, whether it's dating the wrong person again and again, or engaging in relationship sabotaging behaviors, we can start to understand ourselves and others better when we look at attachment style. And so uh, attachment styles was... I mean, if you want to learn more about a book written by Amir Levinson, Mm -hmm. it's fun if you ever like doing uh, self-quizzes. I don't, by the way. This is, like,
1: not the (laughs) most fun for me. I don't (laughs) want to know. I don't, like, don't worry about it. Just, like, let's ignore everything and pretend everything's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But how does that accomplish anything?
1: It doesn't. Okay. I don't know. I've done a lot of, like, I've done some, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have done, like, self-improvement stuff before this. I had to do... Seven Habits of Highly Effective People for work, and then I had to do um, Landmark, which is like an eight hundred dollar highly intensive three day course that I literally only did because my ex paid for it for me, because um, I'm a monster. But but I don't. It's just like a lot. It can be exhausting. Sometimes I don't want to think about myself. Sometimes I just want to like, eat pickles <laughs> and drink and like not and watch Hamilton all day every day.
0: Full endorsement for. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, 100 million year. percent
1: endorsement for mm-hmm. Hamilton. Oh, my God. Yeah. But so I don't know. I don't love it, to be honest. I find it like exhausting. I like to maintain that I'm super smart and perfect in my head. Okay. And then I did not get the most flattering results.
2: Why don't you tell people what your results are and I'll tell you what mine are.
1: OK, so my I didn't write anything down because I'm a train wreck of a human. Like I barely certify <laughs> as a human. But it was something like anxious preoccupied is yep. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I was. preoccupied and like 4.5 like anxious so i was actually really close to the center and what's like one of the things that they get into because to me it didn't even make like a ton of sense it made more sense talking about it today it depends on like who you're with that's if you are anywhere near the border so as soon as like i kind of like thought about that it was like that makes so much Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. so yeah anxious preoccupied is my attachment style type it means that you like test people a lot right that's the main thing okay so like um
0: do you love me prove it
1: basically Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't even really do it like that like when he was talking about like how i would need like more affirmation than other people i was laughing a lot because like i went on one date with my ex and then i literally like left the fucking state and i was like oh we'll just like see if he texts me or so i was in the same state but i was like pretty far away and then like i left the state like one or two more times on him just to like oh is he still gonna like be interested like literally like psychotic
2: so I'm actually Fearful Avoidant.
1: Uh, so Fearful
2: Avoidant, just the brief description here says, in relationships they are uncomfortable depending on others. So if somebody is becoming like attached to me, I will pull away.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
2: And so I I typically at the beginning of, especially at the beginning of relationships, I will actually avoid them like the plague. Like I will pull back oh so hard and avoid all contact with.
1: Ooh. When do you meet anyone ever?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, when I did the attachment styles thing, it was more of a, like, I need to learn what I'm doing wrong, because, like, I took dating like I did everything else in my life, because I science all things. So, I'm going to do these, like, courses to figure out why I'm not being successful so when I did the attachment style course and I realized that was what was going on when Chris and I started dating I actually started going to see a counselor because I was picking up on those bad habits and I was like I don't want to be doing this anymore oh yeah and so we redid our attachment style quiz today just because I was like I can't remember exactly what mine was and I'm still getting like general like generally when dealing with people I'm fearful avoidant but in my relationship with Chris I'm like a the very bottom corner of secure like we're like it's the most secure it can be yeah you did it I did it so <laughs> it like that's that was what I took the course for it was like I know that there's an issue and I don't want to continue doing that how do I avoid doing that in the future
1: oh that yeah. means we get to keep you that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping her mm-hmm. What did he say Your attachment style Is like just It's not with It's not your fault Or something he said
0: It's like what It's like predetermined is Based on like Your Like very early Like what you were like As a baby
1: Yeah or Or what you
2: When we're, you were raised How your relationship With your parents was Yeah, yeah. But
1: I'm like kind of Right in between Two styles mm-hmm. So like When we get into, like, the personality stuff, it was sort of funny because it was, like, yeah, like, these two sort of, like, opposing things I was with with the the same person, which I'm sure was, like, super fun for him. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of extremes. And what was your attachment style? Secure. Oh, well, how nice to be you. Oh, yeah. like Always both times? I paid to do,
0: like, an online test. Mm Because the first one I did was, like, paid. And I'm like, all right, this is the only way I'm going to find why out. Why did you pay for it? This is like 10 bucks.
2: I, I had the same reaction, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and uh, it came out as secure, which was sort of annoying because I paid $10 to find out that I was fine. Because you paid them.
1: <laughs> That's why they told you you were secure. I'm just jealous. How secure, though? Um...
0: I mean, they they sent me a graph that I could show you.
1: Yeah, you you can't come on here and brag if you're, like, right at the corner like I am. Um, Like, what I took away is when you're right near the border, that means I can be dragged into, like, anybody's fucking neuroses, like, Mm -hmm. depending. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we did one today. Yes. And, like, this one showed it on a grid, that it had me, like, right in the corner.
1: Like, 25? Like, the furthest, like, best corner?
0: I think we did, like, maybe different tests okay but I was like about as deep into secure as you can get
2: how nice
1: for you yes but so how
2: um I think at least for the general one, where did you score not for the relationship because like again it varies from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. so if you're basing it on our relationship, yes, I would say you're definitely secure yeah. but what did it have for your general score
0: My general score was. Also, mostly in secure. Um, the site I signed up with, like, it asks you to do it every month just for like tracking, and I guess they use the data for reasons.
1: And you've always like I don't want to like whip out your whole childhood on the podcast, but you've always been secure. Like, is that sort of your takeaway?
0: Um, <laughs> I what mean, what
1: different lives we've led.
0: <laughs> like the only like kind of outstanding thing was I did get into preoccupied i think is one of them
1: okay yeah anxious preoccupied
0: anxious preoccupied but that was in like november and that's typically when i'm like dealing with seasonal depression and i'm usually like very hard on myself like i feel like i'm the worst person in
1: november yeah i'll send you a cake you should
0: into december and then january i kind of like even out yeah or by christmas usually and i think that's because of all the chocolate and candy yeah
2: and family time and
0: a real a real serotonin yes, boost during that right. time one question I do want to ask you is because the online tests we do or I showed Cheryl today it also breaks it up between your friends your romantic partners in general and then your mom and your dad
1: I didn't do the long one okay yeah I only did the short one which is why it's probably like more general mm-hmm like, in general, I am anxious preoccupied. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I should have done the longer one. I wasn't prepared, but also no one told me.
0: I'll have to send you the link. Yeah,
2: we'll send you the link.
1: I did the, um, some score, it's, like, some score out of, um, zero to ten about, like, how rough your childhood was, though. Oh, I did one of those. But I was, like, kind of caught on it, like, because I don't want to get, like, too much into it, but it was basically between, like, either a five or a three, depending on how i interpreted some of the questions yeah so i mean maybe for safety we'll go with like a three Mm -hmm. but it's on a scale of 10 and then in my um attachment cell someone had an eight and i was like oh fuck because it's like if it's like a ranking and i can't think of the word of it right now it's like eight aces um your aces score is like something about like how turbulent your childhood was aces yeah
0: A c e s.
1: I swear i mean i can look it up right now
0: or asus like the computer
1: no yeah, ace is like an ace, but yeah. So that's the attachment style. I'm so little annoyed that you're just like secure. <laughs> really, you're just living your life here, being secure, doing your arts.
0: I mean, if you've Whatever. never like, this is kind of like based off a book, uh, mm. attached, attached.
2: The attached, I think so. Yeah. Let's just double check here.
0: I Did no one
1: what, ever like traumatize you in your whole life? <laughs> like, like, what
0: happened? I read the I read the book, and it goes in the depth explaining like all the different attachment styles and i think in like as a teenager i was definitely anxious but i don't know something happened over time or it might just be that everyone as a young person is anxious in relationships because they want to be good at it they want to get it right the first time that's
1: not me at all i don't think it's fair for you to get secured just like off the bat all the time
0: why do you think it's not fair
1: oh because i like clearly knew mine was going to be like just lunacy yeah like i'm not a functional human So it's a little annoying, (laughs) but also, like, I don't know. You're a much calmer person than I am.
0: I kind of had no idea on what to expect. I'm not the kind of person to say that I am, like, doing the best.
2: So, full disclosure, I agree with you. When Chris actually got the secure result when I was doing the quiz at the same time as him, I was a little bit like, really? But we've been dating for enough time now that it's like, no, I I can see it. Like, I definitely...
1: I'm actually shocked that you're not insecure. Like, I would think you would. But you said you're in the quadrant now in this relationship. Yes, I am in this yeah. relationship.
2: But but previous ones, no, for sure not. Mm-hmm. So, and it, again, it, it depends on your partner. Like, one of the things that goes into in the attached book is that it brings up the fact that if someone who is, like, fearful avoidant is in a relationship with someone who's secure, it can actually help adjust that person yeah because a secure person will do things in the relationship to kind of like even out that sort of emotional difference and so that depending on who your partner is like you don't want the fearful avoidant or the anxiety avoidant trap going on Mm because that's where the issue is right one is trying to pull away the other one's trying to pull together and it just causes a huge mess Mm -hmm. but the whole like if one person is secure it's pretty easy for them to be in a relationship because they're not really having to like accommodate for anything
1: yeah if they can pull you into it too yes but i would be interested to see what my actual ex was but i'm not actually sure
0: you should ask him
2: yeah you could
1: send him a quiz on facebook he ignores me sometimes which is annoying but yeah it would be cool to know his attachment style so we could like psychoanalyze how we all like you know, fell apart so hard. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, predictions for him?
1: Uh, it's hard. I feel like he's probably almost secure, which is fucking annoying. Mm. He's the worst. He's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, maybe secure. Definitely better than me. Whatever it is, it's, like, a less level of neuroses than me. But, like, maybe.
2: Uh, so the next one that we did, Chris and I joined Sydney for this one. And it was the personality test and it's the Meyer breaks personality test that we did
0: Yep. so if you ever see those personality tests where your personality auto generates to like a four letter combo mm-hmm. this is the this is the one
1: mm-hmm. so i don't know which one of us wants to start on should this. we say what the options are or maybe we should yeah i feel like we should otherwise they're gonna like not care
2: okay so, um, the first one of the options is introvert versus extrovert. Self explanatory. This yes.
0: is the first letter in the four letter combo. Correct.
1: Yeah. So, there's eight options, but four letters. Like, so, not, yeah. Yeah. 16
0: different combinations. Yes.
1: But no, but there's eight options of letters. Yes, there's eight options of letters. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. The people are with me. Yeah.
0: In total, <laughs> not just for the first letter.
2: Yeah. So the next one is intuitive versus sensing. Sensors are realistic people who like to focus on the facts and the details and apply common sense and past experiences to come up with practical solutions to problems. Intuitives prefer to focus on the possibilities of the big picture, or and the big picture, pardon, and easily see patterns, value, innovation, and seek creative solutions to problems. Yep.
1: I was confused about that one. I was the most because like I got like intuitive. We'll get into it, but like I I'm not like a creative person, hmm. so it was yeah. confusing.
2: So the next one was uh, T and F, so thinkers and feelers. I think that's
1: pretty self explanatory. Like you either think it through or you react on how thinking is correct. Yeah, that made sense.
2: Yeah, so oh. you you either think it through or. Based on feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one was J and P, which is judges and perceivers. So this one was a little bit confusing because I scored, again, we'll get into it, but I scored in the judges category and I'm like, I'm not judgmental, but that's actually not what it means. So judges tend to be organized and prepared. They like to make and stick to plans and are comfortable following most rules. Whereas perceivers keep their options open, like to be able to act spontaneously, and like to be flexible with making plans. So those are the personality types, like the the options. And then again, like Chris said, like that equals up to like 16 different options of what your personality can be.
0: Yep. No other personalities are possible. None. (laughs) (laughs) As we discovered during the thing, like you can be... Because, like, it's letter pairs on a, a spectrum. And so you could kind of be, like, right in the middle on both. Like, I was right in the middle on extroversion and introversion, which could mean, like, I'm a couple different personality types.
1: Yeah, you were
2: the worst. You were, like, the yeah. loosest. <laughs> uh, I think, technically, I was the loosest. I had four options. He had four had options.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you only had 3 Mm-hmm. Good job.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was the worst. The only thing that I, like, scored really high on that I didn't flip-flop on is I am 100% an introvert. I scored 44% introvert.
1: Oh, I wanna yeah, I wanted to start with this. So, Cheryl, you were the most, intro, like, hardcore introverted. Yes. And then what were you?
0: I'm introverted, but by, like, three points on the scale. So, like, I could easily go into extroversion territory with a little bit of effort.
1: Guys, there was, like, a bingo sheet that we had to do, so I'm just looking mine up. I was, like, 11... There was more than these numbers, but I was, like, an 11 versus 7. So I was 11 for introverted and 7 for extroverted.
0: I think it was, like, an 8 or 9.
1: Yeah, so you're the... M- so you would be the most extroverted, quote-unquote. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm were, an ambivert. You were... Yeah, you were right on the border. I was, like, more squarely an introvert, but Cheryl was, like, a hardcore introvert.
2: Yeah, I am, like six points extrovert and 15 for which i guess i
1: didn't see because i feel you try so much harder than me
2: well so this comes back to the whole idea of like wanting to change the type of person that you are i'm working really hard on not being as much of an introvert it's one of those things that's like really frustrating because like in your head you've got this idea of what the ideal person is And when you look at your profile or you look at your personality type or whatever and you're like, I'm not that person. I'm not that ideal person. You'll kind of like gravitate towards wanting to be the opposite of what you are because you're like, oh, well, I'm a terrible person. So I've been working like really hard on trying to change the introverted part of myself to be a little bit more extroverted, which is probably like, banging my head on a brick wall because clearly I'm, like, the most introverted of everyone. But um, I, I guess in my head, I feel like extroverted people are better.
1: Extroverted people are annoying. Yeah. I was just thinking, first of all, that, like, I think you're good, personally. Well, thank you. Like, you can, I mean, keep going if you want, but I think you're fine. But also, like, I was just thinking, like, I, like, my introvertedness is that, like, I don't like to do, like, I get really overwhelmed if I, like, triple and quadruple book myself, which happens because I don't keep track of any plans or make any plans. Um, But there are certain people that I am never exhausted around. And, like, I would say that you two are, like, squarely in that category because you're, like, low-key, like, normal people. Where, like, certain people I would, like, really need to recover Mm -hmm. after, like, hanging out with them. I don't think extroverts are better. I think they get further. Yeah, I would say
0: I also think things are like more skewed in their favor because yeah. like the statistic they gave, I think, is like one in four people is an introvert. So the other three are all extroverts. So they've got population rules. Like,
1: yeah, I was literally worried everyone in my office was going to think that I was straight up autistic because I'm not <laughs> great at small talk. I will never be the person all like I'm totally happy to just like walk in and like sit down and not say anything. And my boss would always make a point of like saying good morning because he's like not a monster (laughs) and then um him and my other boss like they'll be like how was your day and i'll like tell them and then it'll take me a minute to like ask how their day is because i'm like not great at small talk
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: so definitely interesting doing this stuff we did all we all scored mostly introverted with cheryl being the most introverted and then me and then chris Which, why do I have to do the things if you're the least introverted? How did that happen?
0: I think because you're like, I don't know. I can't plan
1: a goddamn thing. (laughs) So, the funny thing is
2: because I'm so introverted and I'm trying not to be as introverted, I actually do a lot of this stuff. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the stuff we've suggested Mm -hmm. you to do, I've done. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I was shocked (laughs) that you're the most introverted. But so that means that like... Even though you are going and doing this stuff, you have to recover a lot more. I do. You have to, like, go hide in your hidey hole.
2: Yeah, I do. And it, coupled with social anxiety, it is actually very hard for me to, like, push myself to do a lot of this stuff. But I'm trying to Mm -hmm. because I feel like it'll improve, I guess, me as a person if I can break out of those molds a little bit more
1: you're fine if you want to be introverted yeah but i also think like you're not gonna probably do as much stuff oh and can we say like i'm not sure how much we're shouting this guy out but like i really liked him and like a lot of his stuff is just like do you want to go ahead uh go ahead no (laughs) i was just gonna say like a lot of his um he was a should i say the type
2: he's the same as chris so he was an intg
1: yeah, he was an, I, or J. J, an INTJ, and I just thought it was, like, interesting that, like, if you get into the stuff, you could look up, like, what that means, but, um, it was interesting that he, like, kind of dove into all this and tried to, like, accumulate all the information. He's just, like, a likable person, I think, and, yeah, a lot of it's, like, out there.
2: So, without, so, I guess we never told you, so this guy put on the course that Chris and I met at.
1: <laughs> uh. I just had the biggest happy face because I love the are together.
2: Um, so it's interesting because I got the impression the first time Chris and I did a course with this guy that like he was doing this solely to meet women.
1: I mean, he yeah. was trying to like the leader was trying to meet. women. <laughs>
2: yeah, I can see that a hundred percent. I've I got that impression the first time we met. We went to one of these things. Um, and so there was actually some concern because. Apparently, Chris and I were the first couple to actually meet through one of his events,
1: and we, oh my god, really? We, yeah. So how co- Oh, he didn't recognize you because. Okay, no. so I'm so sorry to interrupt. I apologize for the millionth time, but can we segue to this? I took the first course as Lindsay Grube, yes. and then when I signed into today today's session, I signed in as Sydney because I'm a fucking train wreck. So then Cheryl had to be. lindsay
2: so i ended up being lindsay anyway because what happened was the uh course (laughs) was supposed to be on a different day he had booked an event through eventbrite and then he didn't realize that they had not canceled their eventbrite ones so in fact they've moved them to tuesdays and we went to do it today and I had to email him the thing being like, yeah, just an FYI, like actually we have 3 tickets for today. And he's like, "Oh, oh my gosh." Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh let's sort this out. Like that I'm so sorry. And I was like, "Oh no, it's perfectly okay." So I called him as Lindsey Grubay because I forwarded him the email. Mm-hmm. As Lindsay.
1: He knows who we are now if he finds this <laughs> yes. and he knows that we're liars. Mm. But I did think it was really nice. So he hosted today's event for only the three of us. Yeah, it yeah, was
0: we very We got nice. a private screening. We did. Yes. Screening is a screening when it's online.
1: I think so. I feel like it was almost yeah. like better for me though. Because I like in the first group, I, would, I didn't speak up at all. Yeah. So it was like the smaller group with people I'm comfortable with was like good for actually exploring. I got more out of this than I got out of the attachment style. Mm.
2: Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we were kind of worried that we were going to be recognized because uh, Chris's friend who was on our...
0: Our good friend Anna. Yeah. Who was on our uh, virtual speed dating episode.
1: Anna. She (laughs) went
2: to one of the events following when Chris and I had met and she brought up to our host that in fact we had met at one of these events and he was super excited. Like crazy excited to the point that both of us were kind of concerned that he might recognize that we had we were the couple
1: that met at his event Mm -hmm. I thought I had a good lie though because I was the Lindsay last time but I didn't say anything Mm -hmm. so then because of the way that our personalities are which we'll get get into I was like oh yeah it was me last time but I just used Lindsay's email Mm -hmm. and Cheryl is now the Lindsay yes we need more fake email accounts you guys (laughs) I almost answered so many times when he said Lindsay Mm -hmm. because I've been (laughs) practicing. Yes.
2: So he is a very nice guy and he's very smart and the basic premise of what he does is he does these relationship courses and initially when we did the first one with him he had kind of said that his idea was that like people aren't dating properly and that they need to learn how to date properly. Mm -hmm. So the one that Chris and I did before we had met was like a crash course and everything all at once. And so... So it was all this stuff? It was all this stuff, kind of. So he only did basics. Like, we didn't do any of the tests for, like, the personality or whatever else. But he would bring it up. And he'd be like, Whoa, oh, well, that's how this goes. And so he basically got you to do, like, a rundown of, like, everything you wanted. So you rated everything you wanted a partner. And then he had you rate yourself on that same scale. And he's like, well, if you want someone who's, like a 10 and you're not rating yourself as a 10 why the hell are you looking for somebody who's that much better than you you need to improve yourself so you're at the level that you want to be if you're meeting the partner you want to meet which is a very interesting concept
1: it is i was just thinking for myself personally i would 100% not rate myself as a 10 but i'm also not looking for a 10 i'm just looking for someone who's not fucking annoying and who doesn't get me deported out of (laughs) country
2: So, funnily enough, Chris and I encountered the same issue with that course because when we were listing what it was we
1: wanted. Oh, yeah. Did you both look for tens? No.
0: Well, like they kind of like rated across a whole bunch of things like looks and finances and
2: status and job. And Mm -hmm. I can't even remember. What was the most
1: important for each of you? Oh,
0: I can only remember like the thing that. What's it looks, you beautiful people? It's always looks.
1: Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm being annoying.
0: I only ever date beautiful people.
1: <laughs> so what did you rate as low?
0: The lowest I put on there was um finances.
1: That's a mistake, bro.
0: I grew up poor, so you know. Yeah, but like fine. you
1: kind of like made it and sorted yourself out. So you like you don't want to go back to that. It's fine. You just eat it's an fine. And... Okay. I wore so many of your shirts. I'm so sorry I'm interrupting <laughs> so you, but
0: like As the oldest, as uh, the privileged white male in the household, I did get. Yeah, you did the the best.
1: Dude, I wore your Independence Day t shirt till I was like fucking 14. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, (laughs) sorry, Cheryl.
2: That's okay. So, for me, the one I rated the lowest is the looks because, as we've said in previous podcasts, my brain doesn't interpret looks the same way as other people do. And both times he called us out for that. He's like, well, what what do you mean you don't want somebody who's like a 10? And like in my head, I was like, but I don't, I don't process attraction that way. Like you're asking me to rate on a scale that I don't have in my head. So how am I supposed to rate that way?
1: I agree with you more than I agree with him to just (laughs) fully, to be honest. Like I could see looks are like. Because I'm also, like, a plus-size person. Like, dating is fucking brutal for me yeah. and filled with anxiety. Yeah. So I can totally, like, I'm obviously not going to go for someone that's, like, super jack like, the situation from, Jersey like, Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Where, like, finances, to me, it's, like.
0: <laughs> oh, this, my counterpoint to you. How would you like to be in a relationship with someone and you both become poor and they don't know how to be poor?
1: Ooh interesting and now i can actually i can think of some stuff where uh, i think my ex was a little bit more used to creature comforts than i was Mm. like i've dealt with some shit so i know how to shop at the grocery store it's like Mm. not an issue for me interesting
2: because like that's definitely something a lot of couples are having issues with right now during
1: so you can't have someone who's like if you know how to be poor and someone else doesn't like that's not gonna work you
2: you you could it just requires a lot more communication and it requires both partners to kind of be flexible. But it, it potentially could lead to issues. But his idea was basically that like everyone is going to look for the perfect partner and they want them to be tens on everything. And because of that, you're never going to, unless you're tens on everything, it just doesn't make sense. So you need to improve yourself to the point that you are at the level of what you're looking for in a partner so that you're basically attracting somebody who's you're equal
1: i would want someone that's better i don't know i haven't taken that course i would want someone that's better at some things but that's an interesting counterpoint Mm -hmm. Hmm. but i don't want someone that's like fucked with money because i'm fucked with money we can't both be fucked with money so i guess when we're talking about finances we need to define our terms we're like i'm not talking about someone that just like has a bunch of money and it's like going to be fine forever i'm talking about someone that can like handle money in a tough time mm-hmm. and can like sort it out and isn't like a full fool like i paid 20 dollars a pack for cigarettes in australia like i can't help you with your finances <laughs> so,
0: yeah like we all scored i for introvert yep yes first one um get us back the to the it <laughs> second one was what was the N for
1: uh, intuitive the, yeah
0: intuitive i think we were all intuitive yes over sensing
1: i was on the border so everyone say what you were on the border of chris was on the border of extroverted
2: um i think i think maybe we'll do them in order because intuitive i scored 25 percent.
1: oh i don't have my numbers because i didn't write them down that's fine
2: but yeah so it wasn't on the border f- for, for me. For you
1: you were intuitive i was intuitive i was on the border yeah and then chris well, what were you
0: also intuitive hmm fully intuitive um yeah more so on that side okay yeah.
2: so the next trait that they had was uh feeling versus
0: uh thinking yeah i think i feel yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> good job
1: i was a fully in the feeling category which i actually didn't like because i wanted to be in the thinker category but i can't be friends with y'all
0: I, this is i think i'm okay with that <laughs>
1: I'm fully just like, here are my feelings. Let me vomit them on the world. So this is one of the ones
2: that I was on the border on, which I guess technically, so here's the thing. He went through and made us take the quiz, not talking through the course. So we just took the quiz without any sort of like explanation of what each trait was. So when I purely did the quiz, I scored high on feeling, but when I, when he went through and he broke it down and he did each explanation, I'm kind of on the border of thinking and feeling. I do both. And I found the same thing with the intuitive versus sensing. I did both. Like I scored high on both
1: sides. So you are extremely intuitive and then on the border of sensory.
2: So the only one that I was an extreme on is introverted everything oh sorry yeah
1: that's why i introverted when you do this thing it's an n because yeah i just fucked it up didn't i
2: no no you didn't introvert is the i oh okay i did it right good for me yeah
1: you did so yeah you're extremely i'm extremely introverted but everything else you were in the middle because you had those four traits correct so i was the least flexible because i only had two yeah and i didn't write my shit down because it's not what i'm here for i was the median between chris and cheryl i was the median introvert I was on the border between... What's the second one? Um, So you had
2: ISPF. Yeah. And you had
1: INPF. Yeah, so that was my waffling one, was between intuitive and sensory. Correct. I don't think that's what I said before. No. (laughs) I've been drinking. It's okay.
2: And so that was one of the ones that I was on the border for it as well
1: and then the next what's the next one i don't have the memory like that's okay capacity for this you know how we have like memories that are like a bajillion gigabytes i have like 12 megabytes of memory
0: (laughs) (laughs) you got a floppy disk of memory
1: literally (laughs) fuck what's the next one it's like f
2: so yeah the thinking and feeling
1: thinking okay so i was a hardcore feeler yes it was like not a test yes and then what was the other one? And then the last one was?
0: It was judging and what does the P stand for? Per,
1: uh, pers- something. Perceiving. <laughs> perceiving. Perceiving. So I was in the perceiving camp pretty solidly. Yes. So I only waffled on the second one. Yes.
0: Hmm. <laughs> and I'm on the fence on the uh, judging and perceiving. So Chris is the sociopath. I, I walk in both worlds.
2: He's also in the introvert versus extrovert.
0: Yeah.
1: You were like right on the thing. Mm -hmm. Should we talk? I don't want to talk about your art because I don't want to give us away. But like, do you think it's because of your art? No one's going to know who we are ever.
0: I've (laughs) already like posted our podcast art on my Instagram.
1: (laughs) I'm going to change my name. (laughs) Chris said all the logos for our show. Yes. They're, They're good.
2: Yes, they're amazing.
1: Chris is amazing.
0: Well, thank you guys. He's okay. i
1: I wanted to praise him until you praised him and then it was like it's too much praise Mm
0: -hmm. i love you guys
1: (laughs) yeah so you were like the i was wondering if you were the most on the border of intro and extra because that's like part of going out there and like putting your like it's very vulnerable to put your art in the world
0: actually it's more like you put your art out there so people don't pay attention to you interesting my art is kind of like i don't know i like it to be eye-catching
1: because i only do secret art so that's interesting that you say that Mm -hmm. i only but i do want people to pay attention to me but only people that i like and will say nice things because my secret art is ducks with
0: No,
1: no it's not but it's only for secret it's only for people that i like it's not for the world i feel like it's like a lot to put yourself in the world because people are mean
0: you uh, post it under a, uh, a pseudonym.
1: I mean, I, I didn't know back then.
0: This could be Lindsay Grave's Duck Lindsay With Lindsey is going to be
1: a famous artist, Duck With Fangs. Mm-hmm. I also do koalas. Moving on. Mm-hmm. I don't.
2: So which one were you again, Sydney?
1: I was INFP okay. or ISFP. So I was an adventurer or a mediator.
2: So Chris got The Architect when we did the quiz first
0: through intj
2: yep um so it says that these people are imaginative and strategic thinkers with a plan for everything
0: guess i don't know i'm more of like a make up a plan in the moment Mm -hmm. so i don't have plans for everything at the moment but give me a couple minutes
1: just for like a quick shout back, I remember as like a kid one time being so mad at you and being like, you're crazy. And you like cool as a cucumber were like crazy as a fox. So when I read that, I was like, yeah, that guy, <laughs> like I get it. Like, it made I got, sense.
0: I got fox madness.
1: <sighs> crazy as a fox.
2: Uh, so for me, I got the advocate. So... It makes me laugh every time. Uh, anyway, quiet and mystical, yet inspiring, and an entire tireless idealist. There were so many things in there that were like, oh, rare, blah, 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 seeds of the magic, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I I don't know if I'm rare or magical, or... I think you are.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, It can be a little grandiose in language, kind of like uh, astrology.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't always, like, pair up. No. Like, we were all, like, in between. These are the ones that we mainly were. Yes.
2: Uh, so, uh, Sydney got Adventurer, which is flexible and charming artists, always ready to explore and experience something new.
1: Which is funny because I have a lot of, like, anxiety about all of those things. <laughs> I would say I'm, like, the least artsy one here. But I used to be more artsy. So
2: this was kind of something that I thought about while we were taking the course. And I would like everyone's opinion on it because I am kind of curious. How much of it do you think the personality types are influenced by the fact that... Because it's like our host, he sounded very much into this topic. Like it was something that he was very passionate about. How much of what he's doing do you think is influenced by the fact that he has read the profile and he's like fantastic i fall into this category this is the way i'm going to behave and that he's now structuring his life based on what this personality profile is
1: Ooh, like you think he fell into his like so like solidly that what do you think it's like a justification for how to be
2: kind of or that he feels like because he matched that
1: personality
2: type he needs to act that way
1: See, I would say the different. I feel like based on what he said he was, like, he really had to get to the bottom of it.
2: Because, like, to me, it reminds me a lot of, like, when people believe in the Zodiac, like, their, like, astrology sign. Where it's like, oh, I'm a Taurus. Yeah, and so, therefore, these are the qualities of a Taurus. I'm going to act like a Taurus. Like, it kind of... Because we've never tried to, or at least I haven't, tried to live my life based on those traits. Like, I've never been like oh ha, I'm such a mediator like that's such a mediator thing to do like it just doesn't register in my head that way
1: I feel like based on what he said he was I felt like there was like some genuine intent to like fight against it yeah fair is enough. is what I would yeah assume yeah without fair. like giving away who he is and everything
2: yeah
1: um I totally agree with you that, like, because, like, when I got diagnosed with depression and ADHD, I was just a dickhead for a little while. Yeah. Because I think everyone goes through that. where you are like, oh, well, I have these things and I'm going to act this way. Um, and I know other people, like, right when they got with, diagnosed with anxiety, they were just a fucking mess and they'd be like, oh, it's just anxiety. Like, you have to kind of fight against that a little bit under certain circumstances. For sure. What's a way to say it without getting canceled, Cheryl?
2: <laughs> I don't know, because like for me, it just seemed kind of weird because we're all waffling on at least one trait or another. Yeah. And for him to be like, no, I'm a solid this person, just seems so weird to me because, like, so for me, this was kind of an interesting thing because I had taken this course years and years and years ago, like when I was in high school. And I got the same one that I got this time. But then I went through like a terrible breakup and I took it shortly after the terrible breakup and I scored completely different. And I was like, oh my gosh, that personality trait that I had the first time I took the quiz, it's now gone. Like it's completely changed. Like I'm a different person. But now taking it again, I'm back to that same person again.
1: Ooh, and interesting. And so
2: for me, it's a little weird because it's like, well the situation and maybe it's because I was so close to the border on those things to begin with that like, it just kind of pushed me over the edge one way or the other. But like, it feels like it makes that personality type fluid. It's not as solid as you would think it would. Be. Wait.
1: So did you maybe try and overcorrect?
2: Well, I think that was part of it. So I, I, the trait that I, or the personality that I have is like a, a feeling and like intuitive person. And then when I went through the breakup, I was, like, on this warpath to try curb my emotions and, like, be more logical to the point that I pushed myself into the logical category. So I shut down my, like, thinking via emotions to go into the category of thinking via actual thinking, like, like, making logical decisions.
1: Like, turn off your emotions. Correct.
2: And so it makes me wonder how fluid your personality type is, or if that's just... Because I was already close to that border, it just kind of pushed me over the edge.
1: Yeah, if it was a if it was a certain kind of personality type, yeah. that like could just push you in a different direction. Like, so I understand that more with when we're talking about attachment styles, which I originally said like off the air, but I'll just go ahead and say that like there was a person that I was in. Not my official ex, I was not officially, like, involved with. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally pushed me to the edge of um, and what is it, anxiety, an anxious preoccupied. Correct. I feel like I'm more normal now. But in that situation, which took up a lot of my fucking time, wasted a lot of my life, yeah. traumatized me a lot. I was, like, fully being, like, the worst version of that category. Mm-hmm. So, I think it totally depends who you're around. And people can... Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think we want to be in... Except for maybe this dickhead who's in the (laughs) secure category all the time. Hey. Well, I'm a little mad. I'm a baby (laughs) bit mad. But, like, I think the rest of us, us normal folk, (laughs) get pushed around a little bit. We get jostled, right? Like, we might be responding to more extreme personalities than we are even. Right. And so that sort of... We go for a ride even if we don't want to.
2: And that's fair. And, like, but then... It comes back to, like, he was so solid in, like, this is what my personality is. And I am this type of person. And in my head, I'm like, but I'm so fluid on that. Clearly, I've changed my personality enough that one time where, like, the second time I took the quiz, I scored differently. Mm -hmm. So how fluid is that personality? Can you teach yourself to be a different personality? Or is it just because I'm closer to the top of those... Like, I'm more equal balanced between the two that it was easier for me to flip-flop.
1: I think that was fully his intention is, like, recognize who you are so you can correct things that aren't serving you. But also, we might have an easier time because I think we were, we both were a bit flip-floppy. Yes. Um, And so was Chris. Yeah. Chris was flip-floppy in personality, but he was, like, solidly secure, which is annoying. <sighs> huh. I'm derailed. Someone get us back on track.
2: Um, So one of the other things that I wanted to ask, I kind of got the impression because Chris and I did it as a couple. So we were both kind of on the screen and it was funny because the host seemed to have this impression that because we're a couple, we've got to fight all the time. And he kept trying to like push us towards being like, oh, but you guys fight about that all the time type of idea. And I, and it was like, no, actually like we're pretty good at communicating and so Chris and I were kind of talking about this before Sydney arrived and Chris you brought up the point that it could just be that he's always dealing with couples that are like at wit's end and trying to like improve their relationships that he's used to people
0: yeah like a uh, a person who runs couples workshops probably doesn't see like the best of all the couples
1: yeah I would say and like I think that you guys are like pretty atypical Honestly, <laughs> I just would. Well, I just mean like you seem to get along all right. Like I love Cheryl so much; I want to keep her. They break up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't. I think that you are the atypical. You're not very dramatic people. No. I think that people that are at their wit's end, like I, like I am more of a dramatic type that would go into this like in full meltdown mode. Mm-hmm. So maybe he didn't really know where to go with you guys. Maybe. I feel like you give yourself a hard time, Cheryl. I think you're probably more balanced than you think you are. And you're just a bit harder on yourself. So maybe he doesn't really know what to do with you.
2: Probably, for sure. I would say. It just felt kind of weird having him be like, well, I bet you guys fight about that. And just kind of look at each other like, "Mm, Even I was like, they don't. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of a little like it it kind of caught me off guard a couple times because i was like what what are you saying like are you saying we should have issues and i was like no like i don't know it just seemed kind of odd it reminded me a lot of like our talk previous about the creationist guy because like it seemed like he was trying to egg you into a fight and then Mm -hmm. when we're doing this and i'm like it seems like he's trying to insinuate that we should be having issues but we're We're not really having issues.
1: You know, it's so fun, though, because you say that Chris, like, as a romantic partner, drags you into the secure category. So my friend that went with me on that, I haven't, like, tested it or anything, but I would, like, bet dollars to donuts, like, we are a secure relationship. She's been my best friend for, like, 22 years. She was the one that sort of kept us steady, that sort of, like, don't engage because it's going to be a whole fucking thing. And I just, like, followed her lead on it. So I don't know. It's maybe just a thing about you're basically in the secure category. correct? Right? I bet if you do it in a couple of years, you'll be even more secure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Stay with us forever, Cheryl. (laughs) I'll
2: try my best. Mm.
1: (laughs) No pressure. Mm -hmm. Stay with
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) Sorry. I guess Alexander Hamilton, as he would like to say, is what good is this? for anybody
1: for you for you listening to this at your house
0: for you exactly it is good for you in your ears hello good for kind of like uh introspection of yourself i guess kind of like both get the idea of who you are which is good for introspection and like how you normally make your decisions but also good to understand what the polar opposites are for those four things they give you like you will likely go through life thinking that you know well my way is the right way because I've always done it this way you might not consider that there's like a complete opposite I mean everyone does know like extroversion, introversion but there is opposites to thinking and feeling and judging and perceiving But yeah I think it's good for like that perspective because you would learn that there are other points of views and what they are and what they look like and even though they don't make sense to you you can at least realize that that's a thing
1: I think it'll take some stress off. I think here's the thing: listening in your little earbuds, which are probably bad for your hearing if you're listening to this on full volume. Take care of your ears. But
0: take care of your ears. Take
1: care of your ears. How should I take care of your ears? Um, you're probably a bit of a dickhead, and you're probably a bit of a person that doesn't understand other people. Like, I think everyone should like maybe once a week or once a month consider that maybe you're a bit of a dickhead. I'm literally, like, I don't even know how I'm a functioning member of society. I really shouldn't be. You just got to check yourself.
0: How am I the bad guy?
1: You're not the bad guy.
0: No, I'm just saying that's what you got to ask yourself. Yeah, that's
1: what you got to say. How How am I the bad guy? What am I doing? Like, I literally never ask anyone how they are ever because they don't understand small talk. Maybe that's you. Maybe even if it's a beat late, just ask your boss, how are you? We all got to get along in this world, people
0: what do you think
2: so for me it was interesting because there are a few people in my life that i have issues getting along with uh one of them was a woman i used to work with i will refer to her as crazy lady and to be able to see the differences in how she might respond because she's on a different area of that would be very helpful to know and I think if you were in a relationship with somebody and like their behavior just seems really bizarre to you, it could actually be a good way to learn more about your partner or about the people in your life by being able to see those differences and understand, oh, like they're more feeling than I am. So because of that, these are the kind of things that they, they need. Cause he did at one point, again, and I don't know if it was because chris and i were there as a couple or if it was because it's just part of his standard course but he like sat down and he like broke it down he's like well because the two of you are in this relationship together like these are the con like there's this website you can go to and it'll talk about like the conflicts that could potentially arise in your relationship because you're different people so like based on this personality type versus this personality type what kind of conflicts could come from that so he described these are your needs in a relationship these are his needs in a relationship." what things can you do to help the other person feel more loved? And I think that would be very helpful to know.
1: What do you guys think about like if you there he said first of all, he said not to like base matches off personality types. But what do you guys think you would do if in a terrible alternate universe you were not together? Like how would you treat someone knowing what you know about personality types? Like would you give up on people sooner if you knew that they were like gonna be a handful? If you knew, if you knew 100% who you were and who they were. Because I would bail, mofo.
0: You mean like based on the myers Yeah, based on this test.
1: We don't have time for all the tests. That's not what we're here for. Mm -hmm. We should go outside. I,
0: I don't know. I've always been like of the idea to like give people a chance.
1: I mean, maybe. What if you know they're crazy and they're like so your opposite?
0: I mean, if I know that I wouldn't be in a good relationship with them, no, of course I wouldn't. Or even
1: a friendship. So you have like a cut it off point.
0: I mean, if I know it's not going to be a good relationship, I'm not going to get into it.
1: But that was, he was saying like, you can't 100% tell, but you can maybe guess, but you can't tell. So you don't know.
0: (laughs) Your question is if I did know. My question is changing.
1: (laughs) So
2: for me, I believe that any two people can make a relationship work regardless of personality differences or anything else, as long as they're both good at communicating. Interesting. So yes, there can be those personality differences. I've typically dated extreme extroverts. It's just the way it goes. And, And as long as both people can communicate and be an adult about things, you can make it work, but you both have to be driven to. The minute one person loses that desire to still make it work is the minute the relationship is basically lost because it can't be one-sided
1: I would, yeah i would agree with yeah. that both people yeah i mean you can get whatever score you get on this test but yeah both people definitely have to try yeah i would agree with that
2: because like in the end it's just it's just numbers and i i always i was always trying to date extroverts because i wanted them to kind of push me out of that comfort zone because like being introverted i felt like i wanted to be more extroverted because extroverted people as chris said before like they seem to have an easier time with certain things in life have an advantage yeah and so if i push myself to that point i can learn skills to kind of like become a little bit more adjusted to those things and so dating somebody who's more extroverted than me is appealing so, it just depends on how you are as a person. Are you the type of person that you're like, I want to date somebody exactly like me?
1: I think you're doing the work on your own, though. Yeah, like, for sure. I was so shocked that you were the most introverted. Yeah. I really was. Because yeah. I feel like you've clearly, like, done more... Well, Chris is all... I've done the least work, which <laughs> will be the thread of our podcast, <laughs> but... So, I think you're doing it on your own. You don't need someone else to pull you up out of it.
2: No, but it can definitely help to have somebody sure. to push you.
1: hmm For right? sure.
2: Like... And so that was kind of the way I was looking at it for myself. Now, to be fair, if they're extroverted to an extreme, it can be difficult. But again, if you can communicate well enough, you could work past that.
1: It just depends. I really like your idea that anyone can get along. But don't take that to an a dangerous extreme no. where you're dating someone who's not good for you. No.
0: I mean, if you're both working at it.
1: Yeah, you both have to be working. Yes, that's a correct, fucking keyword. Correct. If yeah. they do nothing, if they don't fucking text you for five days, it's not working at it. As no. the most dysfunctional person here, goddamn it, listen to me.
0: <laughs> you don't work on shit. <laughs> don't work on shit.
1: <laughs> also, I just want to point out—I don't know if we have pointed this out. This is totally like derailing our podcast, but I'm sure this is like the most open secret. I get drunker and drunker as the podcast go on, so. <laughs> I get less and less normal.
0: Podcasting secrets here. Yes.
1: Hashtag podcast secrets. Hashtags fight me. Hashtag fight me Disney. <laughs> Hashtag I went outside today. <laughs> next. Hashtag next. Yeah.
0: So I think that's all we got for yeah. it today, but yeah. it's part of our new segment here. Oh, I'm ready for it. I've got some new names and. Uh, Wait, just, I just
1: want to be clear. This is a person that I did not date. He's just the worst person I've ever met.
0: Yes, this is a. Uh, I think
1: I said sometimes it's like, X because it's easier, but we did not officially date mm-hmm. because he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Go and for it. That you. Sorry, always, I'm gonna. Hmm?
0: Like linked his name to a demort.
1: A Voldemort. A
0: Voldemort.
1: He who who he who shall not be named.
0: So Cheryl and I both have five guesses each. Go for it. So my guesses are Jacob Demort. Nope. Craig Demort. <laughs> nope. Dennis Demort.
1: No. Why would I date a Dennis? Are you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Sorry, Dennis
0: A Fred Demort.
1: Not a Fred. I had a boss named Fred. Hey, Fred, the boss.
0: And a Ned Demort.
1: Not a Ned Demort. Okay. Cheryl let's hear it I have really channel like fuckboy nation
2: I have Thomas DeMort Mm-mm. okay I have Jackson DeMort nope Cody DeMort nope Sean DeMort nope and Andrew DeMort nope
1: <laughs> this is my favorite game <laughs> is it more fun when you're drunk no it's equally okay. fun okay yeah because you're never gonna get it because there's so many names
0: how close have we gotten not at all not at all so not even like in the neighborhood of a rhyming name or what's anything? the
1: neighborhood okay nothing has rhymed with it okay what he's giving me a look we'll guess it. you're not in. nothing has rhymed with it what is the neighborhood of names
0: like, I don't know, like an Aiden or a Jaden or a Braden or a Kaden. <laughs> I know an Aiden, <laughs>
1: but he's not the Aiden to Mort, But I do know yeah. an Aiden.
0: Like names that rhyme are kind of like no. close-ish. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm confident enough to say it again that nothing is rhymed with it.
0: Ah, another clue.
1: Mm-hmm. There wasn't a clue.
0: Nothing rhymes with it.
1: Oh, I guess it's an mm-hmm. X clue. I'm not going to tell you what it rhymes with or that'll give it away. I also, the other clue that I did give you was that there's like a whole name and I didn't blend the whole name with it because that would be fucking Mm. silly. Yes.
0: And it's a fuckboy name.
1: It's a fuckboy name. And it's a common name. Ish. Mm -hmm. Ish. But you didn't get it yet. You didn't get it yet.
0: We'll keep guessing.
1: Mm -hmm. We will give $1 million to the person that guesses it
0: do you think the person himself
1: uh he cannot have one million dollars he can go fuck (laughs) himself and die in an alley so
0: sydney is going to award (laughs) one million of her own personal bitcoin dollars i
1: have no dollars (laughs) just fyi try and sue try and sue me for it hashtag come for me like i have nothing i own nothing i I take it back i won't give you one million dollars
0: We'll see if I don't cut this part out. Cut it. I want a
1: tiny house. I really, really want a tiny house. That's three stories high. How is that was a tiny house. Well, because it's going to be tiny, but it's going to be three stories.
0: Yep. I think that's a lighthouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is. I want a lighthouse. That's what I want. That's why I keep you around. Okay, so what did everyone learn today? We all have different personality types, and we all have to get along in the world. And also, you could even use this for, like, why is your boss such a fucking crazy person? Because they're probably at the other end of the scale from you. That's all I got. (laughs) People that you hate, anyone that you hate, they're probably at the furthest extreme from what you are. That's all I got. Mm -hmm.
0: I think I said all I got.
2: I learned I'm a
1: panda. Because you're rare and fascinating? Mm -hmm yeah girl oh i
0: learned i'm like dr gregory house (laughs) yeah (laughs) who is also an intj
1: yeah that makes me uncomfortable because i'm like obsessed with gregory house but like i feel like he would be mean to me in person
0: people are idiots i was gonna say
2: chris is kind of (laughs) mean to you in person he is kind of mean to me in person (laughs)
1: fuck this guy um what mine were off on the animals mine were off it was like a kitten that was like harmless or something and that was like not correct I was a little bit laughing.
2: Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. It was like
1: harmless and sensitive, and I was like, I'm super sensitive, but I'm also here to fuck you up. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not harmless. Mm. And then the other one, I went with like a whale or something that was like free-spirited. Yeah. I'm a free-spirited whale. Don't fuck with me. (laughs) Anyways, that's our podcast, I think. Yeah. I hope you learned.
0: Thank you for tuning in for this episode of I Went Outside Today, the podcast I am one of your hosts, Chris.
1: I'm Cheryl. And I'm Sydney. I do the things. Or sometimes I do the tests. (laughs) Bye.
0: The end. for listening to this very special episode of I Went Outside Today. If you have comments, compliments, or just suggestions of what Sydney should take part in, send them to us on our I Went Outside Today Facebook page or by email to iwentoutsidetodaypod at gmail.com. Also, if you could give us a positive rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast and share us with your friends, we would really appreciate you helping our small podcast become a little bigger.